any stage I'm on, whether I'm singing to the walls or not, like I'm being myself. This is exactly what I want to be and who I am. Take a little break from the crazy, try to recalibrate. Every day seem to be hazy, I see dope. Everybody's sick with obsession, it's hard to navigate. Take your baggage out of my space, I need room. Reset. New world order. Reset. New world order. We alive. We're alive. We're alive and direct. My name is JP Reynolds. I am the host of the Stir Crazy Podcast. And you are joining this wild, wild ride if you are listening. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining the wild ride on this podcast. I've been talking to some really amazing people pretty much about what's going on in the world and what should be going on in the world across a variety of fields these folks are representing. And I'm having yet another amazing conversation tonight. I have Yet another illustrious guest. Listen, y'all. Listen. I'm telling you, particularly in Black History Month, I've been having music conversations. And this guest I got tonight. Mm, I'm telling you. My guest's name is Kyra. <laughs> Kyra is a really, 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 really dope. Thanks, man. Singer, songwriter, producer, visionary, artist, creative, all the things. Mad hyphens. <laughs> Kyra is is one of my favorite performers. Oh, ditto. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it ditto? Did we talk about this before? Ditto and vice versa? Nah, I don't think so. Okay, I'm sorry. That was it. <laughs> it's all good. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. But you know, game, game, recognize game. Yes. You are also one of my favorite performers. That's what I was trying to say there. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, I want to talk about performance and we're going to talk about music. Like I said, this this whole month has been music conversations. So I've been in my bag. But first of all, yo, Kyra, where are you? How are you? Have you been drinking water? What's, what's good? I am home and that just makes everything good. So I'm I'm very good. Taking one day at a time, sometimes one hour at a time, sometimes one minute at a time. Listen. <laughs> but I yes, I'm drinking water and I'm good. Wonderful. Home is 914, right? Yonkers. Yonkers, New York. Home. Yes. Right next door to Mount Vernon, New yes. York. Yes. 914 is in the building heavy tonight. Yes, we are. We have some really uh, powerful music lineage too. So mm-hmm. I, think we, I think we're holding it down for, for the set. 100%. Uh, Kyra, I, I've wanted to uh, have a lot of questions I want to ask you just in terms of the times we're in, being a musician, being an artist, you've been releasing things. You've always in the space of being a creative. And we talked about being a performer, right? I know I have been having terrible live performance withdrawals. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this podcast has been very helpful with like mitigating my anxiety around that. Mm-hmm. How how have you been finding motivation this past year and change now without live shows? I mean, I know you, you actually did a live show, I feel like right before everything shut mm-hmm. down. You had that live. Yeah, I did my live recording. That's right. That's right. I remember I was like, yo, they crazy, B. I'm sitting in the crib, but I'm glad you did that because that was fire. It was like the last day. It was March 15th. So it was like 
the day where we knew about the coronavirus, but we didn't know. The next day, March 16th, was the shutdown for New York State. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, so because Mike, Mike played with you, I think. Uh, and he, I think he had COVID, he was so sick, and we didn't what? know what it was. Yeah, and when I tell you, he like he poured his heart out on that guitar, he poured his heart out, and he was he had like hot sweats, all of these different things. We were giving him what? orange juice, water, like what's happening, and it, it had to be COVID because it had to be, he had all the symptoms. What I did I didn't know that for the listeners Mike Rodriguez is homie of both of ours Smiley he plays guitar in the Peace and Power band he's also played for Kyra obviously in the in the show he's just a really dope musician artist creative person I, that's that's wild I didn't know that yeah literally I called him I think a couple of weeks ago and I just had to thank him again because like it was a whole global like pandemic. And he was experiencing the side effects of the virus or the effects of the virus. And, you know, I was in show mode and they right. call me, I'm I can not a monster, but I can be very focused and yep. kind of aggressive with my vision. <laughs> so I know I wasn't as gentle as he needed <laughs> me to be. I didn't know he had COVID though. <laughs> You get laser focused in show mode, huh? Yes, I really am. Have to be. (laughs) Because in regular life, I'm such a ditz sometimes. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and you're you're an executor of the vision, which is really dope to see. I've I've been a bunch of shows and I've seen the things you've created. But I mean, how has it been without being in show mode, right? I mean... To be honest, like, I feel like I honestly have... It just, it went from venues to my room i've still been doing a lot of shows virtually which i'm like tremendously grateful that i've still been able to and i sing with a couple of like groups singing background music and stuff and we've actually been performing in sony hall to empty rooms but Mm. virtual stuff so i've still been performing around people as safe as we can be yeah, I I I miss being in packed rooms though. That's know? what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. It's like you know when everything first got shut down. I was doing the virtual performances on like IG Live. I did some Zoom stuff. Yeah, I was a part of that stir crazy. Yeah, that's right. You were you were you were you're a stir crazy OG. Yes, <laughs> stir crazy OGs who participated in the original stir crazy festival. Which that was brilliant. The first. You were like the before even like you know mainstream artists started doing these virtual shows. You were doing festivals, you know. <laughs> so shout out to you! It literally shook my whole house. We were like, "Wait, a festival house is going to happen?" And we loved how you jumped from every. It was amazing. It was quite ambitious. It took me out for for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> quite ambitious. And thanks to my wife for being a gracious person who holding it down, take over the apartment for three days in a row. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's I, I I remember doing those virtual shows, which I which I had taken a break from, right? Like the last couple months, I haven't done virtual shows, mm-hmm. partially because as a performer, I love being in front of the actual people, like being. I feel that having the actual energetic transfer and like exchange is unparalleled. And whew, that virtual thing is different. 
it's a different type of performance. 100%. It like makes you just focus on, you're basically performing for yourself while people are watching. Right. Which, you know, and I, I mean, I performed for Empty Room before, before COVID. <laughs> right. So, Facts. Come on now. <laughs> We've had shows where there's nobody there. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I probably drew on some of that experience, right? Where yes. I'm just like, I've performed for the walls before, but right. it's very different. Like on a screen, you see emojis flashing across the screen. You see numbers going back and forth and mm-hmm. it's different. It's different. 100%. Like you said, there's definitely gratitude for still being able to perform and still find creative ways to yeah. find that outlet. <sighs> One of the re- one of the reasons I I really enjoy your performance style, one your musicianship, right? And this is we'll talk about the actual music that you create, right? But as a performer, it doesn't surprise me that you have a show mode that includes like a laser focus. But as a performer, you kind of like roar, right? I mm-hmm. like you have such a magnetic energy on stage, and you have all this charisma, and you play the guitar, and you have all this energy that can pop out of nowhere, but you can also be internal. And there's a fearlessness to it that I really mm-hmm. appreciate. And I'm like, I, I don't think I've ever asked you this before. And I'm like, I'm going to use this opportunity to ask you this question <laughs> of what do you think, if you can identify, because sometimes we can't always identify these things, but what you think is underneath or what informs that fearlessness for you on stage? Yeah, well, first, thank you. That was... Very nice of you. <laughs> um, I know the exact show where it kind of clicked for me. Um, you were there. Bowery Electric. Oh. Uh, Fats was playing for me. Yeah. He was playing Keys. And there was just a moment where I remember on stage saying to myself, I literally have it on my wall right now. If you say you are it, then be it. Mm. I remember growing up and saying, you know, I wanted to be a singer. And wanted to be an artist, wanted to do this. Not even growing up, kind of not too long ago, less than 10 years ago. Just like feeling a fire for it and not knowing where it came from. Mm. And then being in church and prophets telling me certain things about my music or my music career when I was focused about playing basketball. I didn't even know I wanted to be a musician. But you know... Those little things, it's like, okay, that's purpose. Yeah. That's God. And that's a fire. That's my mind telling me that I, well, me telling myself that I want to be it. So just be it every chance you get. And, you know, you know that feeling when you're on stage and it's like a moment of just like bliss and Mm -hmm. the music is locked. Everything is just right. Yes. And you like catch a ghost and it's like, that moment right there, that's what keeps me free. That moment, because I, if I'm not free, I, that moment doesn't happen. If I'm overthinking on stage, that that bliss does not come. So I think that that has to be it. Just knowing for sure that like any stage I'm on, whether I'm singing to the walls or not, like I'm being myself. This is exactly what I want to be and who I am. Mm. Yeah, now that's really good. That's good. I remember that show. Yeah. Something clicked. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's how it happens, too. Thankfully, something clicked. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Fats, too. Yes. Another member of the tribe. Yeah, and you mentioned church and you mentioned basketball. And I'm curious, yeah. too. You know, we, we both come from the church. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And 
performance and music within the Black church tradition is super rich. Yeah. And I wonder, too, like, if there's a link for you the way that there's a link for me with performing. Not, I mean, we minister in church. We don't perform, right? It's not the same yeah. type of it's not the same type of offering, but it's a mm-hmm. similar type of skill set. It doesn't always happen that way. Some people do perform, but yeah. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> yes, but yes. Sorry. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> I heard no lies. I heard no lies. <laughs> but yes. Nah, yeah, but uh, yeah, that, I'm sure that that had a, an impact on you too, right? Like just being yeah. in church and, and sharing that offering and building that skill set. Because I mean, if we just take the raw fact of performing in church, or you're singing, or you're emoting, mm-hmm. or whatever you're doing in a church space, that's like that's experience that we gain from doing that yeah. in that space. So I wonder. I mean, I'm sure that it had a similar impact for you. Of course, I think church is it's literally the greatest like school. You learn mm-hmm. to read and front of you you learn to public speak you learn to sing you learn to read you learn so many things you learn to memorize songs you learn to you know there's just so much so church definitely had a huge impact on everything yeah (laughs) huge impact is that what you learned to play guitar too i know you play mad instruments because you're a producer no um so i didn't know that i wanted to when it was time to like pick a school for college that I wanted to go to. I had a full ride for basketball, but I just didn't want to play basketball anymore for some reason. I loved the sport, like, but for some reason I kept, I didn't sing a lot um, outside of church, but for some reason I just knew I wanted to go to college for music, but I didn't know how to read music. I didn't know anything about classical music. I didn't know anything about anything. So I I auditioned for Berkeley with just my voice. Mm. It was trash. It was absolutely trash. <laughs> the whole audition. I just wasn't prepared. I didn't know what I was walking into. So after that experience of like getting denied from, yeah. you know, such a great school, I'm like, all right, let me actually try to apply myself and not just go in singing this little light of mine <laughs> at an audition. So I learned guitar and the three months <laughs> left before the late applying for college and I wow. got into one school. I learned Killing Me Softly on guitar. That's why I play it so much because it's like the first thing I've ever learned. Wow. And then college kind of developed the musicality. Okay. First of all, it makes sense that Killing Me Softly was one of the first songs you learned. I remember that performance, that song at the Bowery Electric show. Yes. I remember that very specifically because that's when I was like, oh, she's... She's out of here, right? Yeah. Two, I didn't know you was balling like that. <laughs> yes, I really loved basketball. I still love it, but I I was dedicated. Do you think some of your athletic mindset lends itself to your artistic pursuit? 100%. 100%. How do you, how, because I, I literally was talking about this earlier with one of my line brothers because I played football in college and I didn't really get into music, music until. Like maybe in college, a little bit after college. You play hockey too, right? That's my brother. Oh, okay. okay. Joshua played hockey. I played hockey for like six months. It was too cold. I couldn't do it. I just, <laughs> nah. But I did play football in college. I played baseball in high school, basketball in high school, but uh, football all the way through college. And I was telling my line brother earlier today, I'm like, it's interesting the mindset of an athlete and how that applies itself to being a musician or being an artist and just like the the training right? The mental training that you have when you're an athlete. Because a lot of musicians I know, I'm sure you you come across this as well, 
these are folks who've been playing since they were young. They like have trained specifically for an instrument or for a craft. And I was like, well, I was training for athletics right. up until a certain point. So I didn't know you was ball. I didn't know you had a similar type of situation. I think that's why I love having a band and I love being having a team because I work better that way. This makes so much sense to me. Yeah. Because growing up, it was all about teamwork. Right. And I had a phenomenal coach in high school, a phenomenal team. We were a family. We played in AAU teams throughout the summer. So like we really spent a lot of time together and just building our crafts individually and together. So it was just definitely a huge impact on everything. Makes so much sense to me. And my need for structure, all of it is, it has to do with sports. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, structure that laser focus, right? Yeah. It's like you talk about show mode. It's almost like game mode. Right. It's like you can be all over the place until that whistle blow and you locked in. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, let's actually talk about your production hat too, right? Because you have a, a very unique sound. And I think this goes along with that fearlessness that, I, that we talked about a little bit earlier. You know, it's super funky. It's mm-hmm. it's eclectic. You know what I'm saying? I Like the bass and the... The drums that you use, the the rhythms that you employ, like the vocal pocket that you sit in when you sing, it's to me is super original and unique. But it's also obviously standing in the lineage of a lot of really great music artists that have come before us. I'd love to to hear from you about your production and your music creation. You're not just writing lyrics to songs. You're also writing the songs themselves. You're composing the songs. So what is that process like for you? How does that, you know, how'd you get into it? What's the root of that for you? Well, I always, almost everything, no, everything that is out right now has all been written organically. You know, as an indie artist, we don't have the pressures from any executives that saying, give me a record like that yeah, um, or like this. So I've been really utilizing this time as an indie artist to put out whatever I think feels good to me. Mm. And... You know, writing a song a day. Uh, I think it's a there's this there's this documentary specifically that has really inspired my songwriting and production. It's uh, Ed Sheeran's songwriter docu on Apple Music, and it, something he said in the documentary was very 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 profound to me. He was saying like, if you write or produce a song every day, it's like buying um, an old house, and when you turn on the water gook comes out eventually you get clear water but like in the next few months you still may get some gook and that's how like songwriting and production is just keep doing it and you'll find what feels good to you you'll find what clicks and what feels good to you but also what you feel can be you know relatable to other humans you know um humans love familiarity we love things that are familiar to us Mm -hmm. so if you do have a like you know i have a an eclectic sound i like using certain sounds that maybe everyone else doesn't use in their production but i try to always find something that feels and sounds familiar to me yeah you know so yeah Yeah. that's kind of like my process to just just write trash songs until something comes now that's real I mean that's real. Right? I mean, are you are you are you at song a day status right now? Are you in shape yeah. for that? Yeah, that's yeah. a good place to be in. I've probably been there for like definitely like a little bit before 2020, and I'm still 
Every day writing. Yeah. That's amazing. When you okay, so hey, I'm gonna get real nerd I'm gonna nerd out a little bit. When you yes. when you put together songs, are you creating the whole thing? Are you creating composing music with the lyrics? Are you composing music? is it a separate process for you writing lyrics to music or does it come to you at the same time? Like what is that what is that like for you? I think it happens differently. Like for example, um my song Heat. I, I specifically love that joint. Love that yeah, joint. I specifically wanted to make a funky song, something with very um, simple lyrics. I wanted a tight bass line with some cool sense. And I think that's that's how I build some songs sometimes. Like, what do I just want to hear, mm-hmm. you know? And then you make it like that. But my other song, like, let's see, I Forgive You. I was needed to forgive somebody. Mm. Still need to forgive some people. <laughs> and um, I picked up my guitar and I, I went blank. I don't even remember that writing session mm. just because it was like one of those moments. Um, yeah. But like my song arrived. I had my guitar. I had these two chords and I just started writing. That was one of those, like, let's just see what comes out today. Mm. Um, other side of tomorrow, the pr- a producer, Zach Golden, that I work with, we just booked a session and said, let's see what we get. Mm. And started off with the vocals. Mm. And that's just, okay. you know, it's, it's different processes. Yeah. And you've been doing this, since, you said, since before, like right, right around 2020 started? Uh, the song A Day? Yeah. Uh, like in 2019, but... Toward the end of the year. Yeah. Have you found that the the year or the time of quarantine has actually enhanced that time space that you have to create? Or is it give you more anxiety? Like how's that operated? I know Definitely. Yeah, different yeah. artists are on different points of the spectrum for that. So I don't know where you are on it. Mm. Definitely has made it a lot easier to be creative because everything else that didn't matter stopped. Mm. So it gave me the time that I should have been uh, dedicating to writing and to just being an artist and being creative. Cause you know, like that's who we are. Mm. It's not like it shouldn't be a set aside time every few months. Like that's just not being yourself consistently. So like, I feel like, the time of just stopping things that don't matter definitely made time for that. Yeah. 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 Stopping things that don't matter is a whole word and a whole vibe. Cause it's almost like as much as been shifted in the past year, there's been so many things revealed. Mm. Everybody's in a different place on the journey for it, especially in the last, I mean, now about 12 months, but I'm always curious about like what artists and creatives, how we've experienced it. Right. Cause I know mm. some artists who are just like, I haven't created anything. I've been just trying to be present and like exist. I feel that though. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I, I probably am on the side of the spectrum that's like, I'm probably going to just create just because that's the mode I'm in. But yeah, it's a super fascinating point in time. Yeah. I think um, definitely when I was like marching last summer for, you know, social justice and, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. During that time, I could not create anything because I mm. just dedicated every bone in my body. To, I sacrificed to just march and to really do the footwork 
for our cause, you know, for our our march. And definitely during that time, I I took a break from creating any because sometimes if I feel like creativity is a little selfish mm. because I I have to go to a place mentally where everything on the outside sometimes. I have to shut it out so that I can, you know, that laser focus. Mm. So to me, sacrificing my creativity during that time so that I could play a part in, you know, a very large movement, that definitely was a very poignant, like, moment in 2020 for me. Hmm. That's interesting, too, right? Because the way that you show up as an artist, to me, right, this is just me, to me, seems to be in alignment with the movement normally, right? Mm. Just like the the space you hold, the the way you show up as a black woman on stage, on songs, free, that means something to what our movement is saying. It's interesting to hear that, you know, during a particular time, you actually paused on creating to do that. It actually makes sense. I'm just saying that makes sense because what you normally do, you're normally in that space. Mm-hmm. You're normally in that you don't have to do anything extra to hold that type of energy for for movement work. So that's but that's interesting to me. Interesting year 2020 was. Yo. It, it required so much from us or very little from us, you know. Mm. It wasn't a monolithic year <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, we all fall in different places on yeah. that, on that spectrum. And here we are, 2021. Yes. Just still kind of in that space. Yes. <laughs> but also moving out of it. <laughs> yes. It's like we feel that we're moving out of it because we had January 1st. But like on the other like end of the spectrum is kind of the same. <laughs> so And sometimes worse. <laughs> but it's like just to go to be sane and make this a normal thing. <laughs> right. Everyone's just like... Yeah, we're moving forward, guys. <laughs> Almost feels like we're just used to it differently now, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is just how it is. This is yeah. where we at. So we at with yeah. it. Like, you know, you know, we wear masks. You know, we we can't breathe walking up the stairs because we got two masks on now. <laughs> Gotta wear two. That variant is out here. That variant is real. Right. Oh, we got two types, two masks. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, when 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 the world opens back up and it's safe, where where's the first place you're going? Mm. Somewhere overseas, mm-hmm. somewhere out of America. <laughs> I need to get <laughs> get up out of here, husband. Get up out of here. I need to see and experience something else <laughs> besides the red, white, and blue. <laughs> need a little break. Need a little, little break. break. Oh. I need to go to some countries or continents with flags that are green, black, yellow, mm. red, <laughs> and white. Different colors. Oh, oh. Why? Why? What? What? What are colors? What are colors doing for you in life right now? What? Are, uh, what does those represent for you right now? Just different colors. The spectrum of colors. The prism of colors, if you will. Yes, it's it's really just. It's exposing humanity mm. to me in the simplest form. Hmm. Say more. You're like, I don't want to. That's that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Give me a color. Red. Red. To me, that's passion. It's our passion for whatever we believe 
whatever we feel, whatever, you know, seems right to us. Mm. It's it's our passion. And th- that that color could there's a spectrum within each color as well. So it could mean so many different things to all of us. Mm. But even if we don't see it the same or we don't feel it the same, it it to me it just it, it has it means that passion and mm. yeah. Right, I'm gonna do one more. Uh yellow. Yellow. I would say to me, like in with within humanity, yellow would be our our blissful place, the mm. place where if we have too much of it, we second guess it. Mm. You know, we we question mark it. So some of us are very uncomfortable in our yellow place. Yeah. You have a very yellow energy, I feel like, you know. I feel like um a lot of people tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. Um and kind of well, you know, the prism. Yes. Um, a lot of people who experience that, who watch it, they feel safer seeing me that way in huh. that color first than seeing me in the opposite of the spectrum or the end of the prism. For our listeners, we are referring to a thing that is not yet released, <laughs> but a thing that I am privy to because I got the juice like that. You know, I'm going to leave it at that. Just just know that the prism is powerful, contains multitudes. And I'm wondering, though, if you, Kyra, if you identify in the same way with your relationship to the color yellow as other people see you identify with that color. I think I know all of the colors mm. my, myself, so I identify as all of them, you know? Um, I think people don't. I don't let people see certain colors because some of it is none of your business and some of it. <laughs> That's mad real. Yeah. And some of it can hurt you. So <laughs> you're like that laser focus show mode that can hurt you. If it can hurt not... you. If, if I don't mix in some yellow to that black, it might pierce you. <laughs> so, but we all have it. <laughs> we all have it. We all have the multitudes, and we have to be exactly. clear on who can see what, what parts exactly. need to be fed, what parts mm-hmm. need to be tamed a little bit more. Exactly. That's up to us, right? To to choose and to to decide how we are going to shape and what we're going to let loose. What we're not going to, you know, some people don't care to tame or. Mm you know, fade colors. Mm. Some people are very bold and this is what I am. This is what you get. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that fearlessness that I, that I, that I see in you on stage, at least on the stage persona. That's dope. I love it. I love the prism. <laughs> I love the, the prism, the prism mentality. It's a good liberating one when we tap into it with earnestness and really guess, I guess openness. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm wondering now which, at least on the music side of things, because you're you're a musician, but you're also many things, right? We're all many things. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering in the music space, which artists' colors kind of inform your own? I can hear certain influences in your musical palette, and I think it's fire the way you pull it all together. But I'm I'm wondering what you would say, right? Like whose lineage do you think you come from musically? Mm. The artists that have had the most impact, I honestly, I, I feel like I'm um, 
influenced by everything that I listen to. Like every single thing. It could be the worst song to my ears ever, but something in that is gonna make is gonna influence me in some way. Mm. Um, but the the artist that I feel like I've studied the most and kind of intentionally put on repeat, um, it would have to be definitely from the beginning, Mary Mary, mm. then Ty Tribbett. Mm-hmm. Then I found Beyonce when I was about 16. Because, you know, I didn't listen to secular music. You know, right. I was going to hell if I did. I know how that go. <laughs> we know how that go. Um, so Beyonce and then Leanne Le Havis, mm. Lauren Hill. Ah, yes. Erica Badu and... Recently, I'll say Yeba, uh, Tierra Wack, um, Solange, yeah, Jacob Collier. Oh man, that dude is crazy. <laughs> yeah, th- definitely have been huge influences for me. Inspiration. That all makes a lot of sense to me. It makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, a lot of soul in there, a lot of funk in there, a lot of just. I mean, the word that comes to mind is kind of like a zaniness, right? Like a, you yeah. know, like a a, cur- a musical curiosity. That yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, because growing up, like I said, if I listened to anything else, I was scared that God wasn't going to be pleased. And <laughs> oh man, unfortunately, but the way it works out was now that I'm older and have you know my own relationship. Mm-hmm. And just understanding of the things around me um, and can kind of filter out what, you know, I should be listening to, what I shouldn't be listening to, whatever. Yeah. Um, it has allowed me such a huge curiosity to where now I'm searching for music that I've never heard of, you know, to to just see why they did it, when they did it, who they did it for, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I, I'm wondering too if uh, if you studied or who you studied in terms of performance, if that's different, because because you do like again for the, for our listeners, when the world opens back up and Kyra announces that she's doing a live show somewhere, if you were in that place where Kyra is, you should go. Let me let me say it this way, right? As a performer, I respect the art of performance, mm-hmm. and. It's a lot of great musicians, a lot of great singers, a lot of great songwriters, a lot of great producers. That doesn't all mean that those people are great performers. Performers, music performance is a particular thing. Yeah, it's an art. It's an art to it, right? And Kyra, again, for our listeners, Kyra is one of these people. I'm like, she has a very strong stage presence and a very strong stage performance, stage show. So if you have the opportunity to see her live, you should do it. You're so kind. I'm just, I mean, it's just, I'm just saying, I'm just talking to how I see it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it a buck. But I'm wondering though, like who, who you've watched or who you saw that was like, yo, I want to do that joint. I Like I can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. I know. Again, it was a moment. It was a moment. When I tell you, I knew nothing about Beyonce before I was 16. <laughs> like I knew nothing. My godmom got me two, she got me four tickets to a Beyonce show and said, bring your friends. Wow. 
And when I tell you, you know, before the concert, at a Beyonce concert, everyone is up. Everyone is excited. Everyone is losing their mind. I was sitting down because I didn't know what to expect. Wow. When I saw that, when that lady, when the lights went out and the way people responded, but her response back to their response, the excellence and the passion and the intention, Mm. I said, I want to do that however Mm. I can. Yo. Wherever I can. (laughs) And you know, wow, the passion and the intention. She knew she was supposed to be up there. You know, it was, there was no second guessing. It was like, this is who I am. And y'all all know that. So I might as well be it. Mm. What was the thing you said? If it, if you say you're it, be it. If you say you're it, then be it. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Beyonce is definitely a performance goat. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> without without she question. studied, you know, and that's what I admire most about her. She is a, she was a student first. Yeah. And she just ex- executed it with every fiber of her being. Yeah. And it's showing off. It's, it's paying off for her, obviously. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's like, you know, an outlier when it comes to everything. <laughs> There's a lot I think of when I think of performers and what it what it means to be a great performer. And one of the things is that you know, Beyonce, for example, right? Like everybody knows her music. People know her at this point. She's still actually a really great performer, right? One of the things for me that always as a barometer for a person being a great performer mm-hmm. is whether or not a person on a stage can move you without you knowing their music. Mm. It's like if you can get on stage and I don't know what you're going to sing. I don't know the song. I don't have any memories attached to the song. I don't know who you are. You can get on stage and move me. Then yo, you you might you might got the guava juice. And like even the way that you perform, right? You're like a mic, you're like in the mic stand tradition, right? Like I I have like a mic stand lineage in my mind, right? Like people who use that mic stand. That's I mean for me, you know, that's my joint. Like I'm like, yes, that's my joint. So I'm just like, that's another piece where it's like, if you can stand there <laughs> with just a mic stand and a, in your case, a guitar and mm-hmm. your voice. You could, you might could have a band. You might could be Dolo, and that joint gonna move. I'm like, that's that's it. It's definitely an art, and it it takes an immense amount of intention. You know, yeah. with everything you say, everything, you know, just your energy. It has to be right before mm. you try to give somebody something right. Mm. You got to, you know, your energy has to be right. Yeah. And I think that's that that clicking, that moment mentally that, you know, you need that laser focus so that you can deliver what you want to be represented as. Yeah, nah, that's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. So I have been talking to folks for months now. Thankfully, people are being very gracious with the time and the energy and the wisdom. And one of the things that I have asked everyone in the spirit of always orienting these conversations towards joy. I've asked everybody how you are experiencing joy these days. And I would love to hear that from you. You know, how you're experiencing joy. Definitely rest. Like doing nothing work-related, watching movies. I've literally been watching, trying to watch everything Black Mm. on Netflix, everything Black on Hulu. (laughs) Um, and 
yeah, just resting mm. changed my life 100%. The rest has changed your life. Yes, just I'm an overthinker. So I didn't know I needed to stop overthinking this much. <laughs> and it, it's the rest has stopped me from overthinking. Saying no has led me to resting and resting has led to my joy. Mm. Was there a click similar to the performance or similar to the... Going crazy during COVID. That was the wow. click. It was like, why are you going crazy? I literally had like panic attacks. And it's like, why are you, why are you having them, you know? It all led to just being overwhelmed by one, things that did not matter. And two, I was saying yes to please too many people. So in order to drastically change my need to please people, I had to drastically please myself. And I found that rest drastically did that for me. Hmm. Do you you think that artists or performers are maybe like a little bit more predisposed to being people pleasers? 100%. And everything's balanced. But I think, you know, I, and I think that's what successful musicians, whatever your definition of success is, successful musicians are people who have found that balance. Hmm. You know, whether your success, it doesn't have to be monetary. Monetary, yeah, that's the word, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have, it could be joy. And for me right now, that that is my goal, to be happy because I create happy things. And that's what I when I'm happy. And that's what I want to create right now. Mm. You know, that's actually funny. Going back to the color, mm-hmm. you said happy things and I saw the color yellow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's why folks associate you with the color yellow, because you have this joy, happiness about yeah. you that, you know, is very yellow energy. Yes. You give me the gr- you give me the green one. I mean, you know, guava, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you give, you give me the color green. <laughs> what, is that, what does that mean to you? Since we're talking about the prism, the spectrum, what does that mean to you? I just think you're very wise and there's just, every time I come into contact with you, I learn something new. And oh, man. the color green is like growth and, hmm. you know, just the nature nurture you know, you feel like the big bro, and I just hey. it's always a pleasure to <laughs> watch you perform. You know, you always got the swag. I saw you do so far for the first time. That made me want to do so far. Like, yeah. there's just mad stuff that you just give me the green vibe. Yeah. yeah, the so far show was fun. Thank you, the green vibe. You know, uh, that's like color psychology too. Actually, like what you just what you just yeah. talked about. Shout out to Zilla. I know I know mad things hey. about colors because of Zilla was my art director and. He's taught me a lot of things about color palettes and like what colors mean. Yeah, and it's it's interesting how colors are some somewhat intuitive, right? Even with the, like the psychological study of them, and so yeah. somebody can come into the conversation, not having done any studying about colors, but be able to say that like, oh, green is sometimes associated with wisdom or yeah. growth, right? It's just yeah. like that's a natural. It's a natural. I can't yeah. wait for Zilla to see Prism. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need him to break down everything. (laughs) I'm going to need him to put his multiple hats on as well. (laughs) Yeah, he got got mad hats. He wears a lot of hats. Listen, I don't want to start talking about Zilla because I I will talk your ear off. Kyra and anybody listening to this, I will talk your ear off about Zilla. So I'm maybe Zilla. Yeah, maybe I'll have a Zilla episode. Maybe I'll have a Zilla appreciation episode where I just like Mm -hmm. embarrass him for an hour. 
by talking about how dope he is. But yeah, now that dude is swaggy for sure. Yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. Zilla did it. <laughs> right. Kai, thank you. Of course. Anytime. Thank you. I love talking shop. I love getting getting to pick your brain a little bit about this thing we, we both have so much love for. And yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing you on stage again. I'm, you know, Same here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When what year you think? What year are you giving? 2022, 2023? What you thinking? <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to be on rooftops this summer, so I don't... <laughs> no facts. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm like, I'm trying to be in somebody's garage this summer, so yeah. 2021. But no, I think people in a room, people in, like, well, at least safely in a room, because people are already being in rooms, but right. I think that's a little bit ridiculous. But in yeah. terms of being in a room, yeah, I think we got another year for that, for yeah. safe, safely being in rooms with each other, but... Same. It's coming though. Folks, yeah, folks are creative and we're gonna there's gonna be a future to this, right? Like yeah. there's something else coming. There's gonna be another wave of creative performance. We've seen it this year with how folks transitions into virtual spaces. And I'm I'm actually mm-hmm. curious about how that will how that will transfer going forward, right? Like if there's gonna be some combination of the two, if in fact people will actually flock towards live performance again. I don't know. I'm curious. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think I think people are flocking. I think we finna sell tickets, y'all. Yo, really? I you think about we this? Finna- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, people are tired of this cooped up life. The introverts are coming out. <laughs> we are about to sell tickets. <laughs> Our shows are all about to be sold out on a Tuesday night. Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it all, bring it all, bring it all. You heard that. Listen, for anybody still listening, get them tickets. Because like I, like Kyra just said, it's going to sell out. It's going to sell out. We don't have no dates for you as of this moment. But no be, be on the lookout because, because what we're going to have a list of dates. <laughs> is going to be sold out and we're going to have to do the same show <laughs> mad times mm-hmm. listen shout out to all of the folks that we've mentioned in this episode all of the folks in this live music tribe New York metro area 914 is in the building shout out to all the folks yeah. if you know you know and uh, shout out to Kyra again you know Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is this amazing. Was, this was fun. This was Stir fun. crazy. Yeah, this was fun. Stir crazy OG. You know stir what I'm saying? Stir crazy OG. One of the stir crazy OGs. So thank you, all of the listeners. you have anything you want to plug? Anybody you want to shout out? Anything like that? You know? Just be on the lookout for Prism in March, y'all. Hey. Be on the lookout. All right, y'all. Be well. Kyra, thank you again. Of course. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Stir Crazy. Don't forget to follow the podcast at Stir Crazy Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. On Twitter, you can find me at Stir Crazy Pod. This is a completely independent venture, so your subscriptions and donations are more than welcome. You can support the podcast at patreon.com slash JP Reynolds. Thank you. Peace and power to you. See you next Tuesday.
Peace and power. True.